Good morning, everybody. We've got a lower trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down three and a half cents at 5.86 and a half. January soybeans down nine and a quarter at 12.58 and a half. March Chicago wheat down seven and a half cents at 7.77 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat down six and three quarters at 7.98 and three quarters. March spring wheat is down nine and three quarters at 10.12. Hope you guys had a nice weekend. If you were listening on the podcast, uh, make sure you leave me a rating or review. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, help me to grow this channel. Uh, certainly leave me a comment if there is anything on your mind in regard to uh, the markets or anything that I say here. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. If you guys would like to know exactly what I'm advising in regard to cash grain sales, capture and carry options, all of that stuff, corn, soybeans, wheat, broken down by crop, by crop year, by percentage, check out this subscription service, $49.99 a month. Um, this is a monthly subscription. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. This is just a ton of information direct from me. Uh, every single business day. So give that deal a shot, guys. Inflation in the United States hit a 39-year high in November, the uh, highest rate since 1982, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, the CPI uh, number is what I'm talking about here. And CPI rose 6.8% annually, um, year over year. And that is, again, the highest rate of inflation since 1982. Uh, according to the data, energy prices are up 33% year over year. That accounts for a good chunk of this. Food prices are up 6.1%. I feel like they're probably higher than that, but that's the official number. Uh, used car and truck prices up 31%. So you've got pretty much an across-the-board increase in the cost of a basket of, of goods and services that consumers in urban areas uh, uh, buy or purchase. So, you know, it's different for everybody depending on your location. You know, rural consumers, again, probably consume more energy um, in, the, in the form of gasoline usage. But in any case, uh, this is a hot topic. This is a big headline on Friday. Um, again, highest since 1982. So, you know, when you, uh, I don't, first of all, the statistic in itself was not surprising. Um, I think there were a lot of people who actually thought the number might clear 7%, but the actual number was 6.8. Um, I think that the, the interesting thing will be the, the government response to this. So the Fed has their two-day meeting for the month of December uh, this week. It's tomorrow and Wednesday. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said recently that a potential uh, quicker pace of tapering will be discussed. There's a lot of chatter out there that the Fed may speed up this tapering process. You know, essentially what they've been doing for a long time now since, since COVID began, um, they've been buying treasuries and mortgage-backed securities every single month in order to support the economy. They they started tapering uh, those purchases in November, meaning that they're reducing the monthly purchases every month. They may accelerate that tapering. There's some some chatter that the tapering could be totally done by, uh, say, March or maybe April if they increase the pace of tapering. I think that the more important thing is interest rates and interest rates, um, any significant hike in interest rates, of course, is, is the way that they could really get this inflation under control. I just don't know if they want to do that because it's going to have such a big impact on on markets and the economy and all of that stuff. But um, your first rate hike, right? Right now is penciled in for mid 2022. We're going to go essentially from zero up to maybe a quarter, half point in regard to that Fed fund rate. Your Fed fund rate's not going to hit 1% until 2023, according to the uh, projections that are out there right now. But uh, no surprise to anybody here that the inflation rate is high and uh, continues to move higher. Large speculators remain very heavily long the corn market. Um, this is kind of 
old news, I guess, but it's interesting that it's it's been news for such a long time now. CFTC told us on Friday that funds were net long 321,000 contracts of corn as of last Tuesday's close. That number was popped probably closer to 326 at Friday's close. Uh, interesting statistics. Funds have not been net short the corn market since August of 2020. They have not been net long less than 150,000 contracts since October of 2020. So the funds have really, really stuck to their guns here in regard to their length in the corn market. Um, this is a cause for concern for some people. You know, in the time frame from, say, 2014 through mid-2020, uh, using that CFTC data, as a grain marketing tool was a really great deal. You know, if the funds got long or heavily long, that was a good marketing opportunity. If the funds were not short, that was a good time to stay away. Now you're in an environment where that is not necessarily the best indicator because they've been long and heavily long for such a long period of time. To some people, this suggests some downside risk. If for whatever reason, the funds decided that they needed to liquidate this long position, uh, that could cause some problems. But for the moment, they've really, really stuck to their guns here. Not so much the same story in the soybean market or in the wheat market. Funds were up just a modest net long in the soybean market as of Friday's close, probably about 50,000 contracts and a modest net short in the SRW wheat market, uh, about 12,000 contracts. South Brazil and some of Argentina is going to remain dry. So you've got some problem areas popping up in South America, certainly. You know, most of Brazil has done very, very well in terms of moisture. You've seen moisture deficits that that were there ahead of the growing season totally vanish in a lot of these key, like, central areas of Brazil. But then you've got the southern states in Brazil and this eastern part of Argentina that have been much drier, and the forecast offers a lot of the same. Now, USDA, uh, in last week's report, did not adjust its projections for the South American crops. But I could see a situation in which USDA maybe has to walk down their Argentina production estimates in particular. I don't know about Brazil because you're going to have a lot of this stuff that's really good. And then you're going to have a pocket here that's not so good. So Brazil, I mean, you know, every analyst and, and government entity out there, they're still projecting record corn and soybean crops for Brazil. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Argentina situation uh, changes just a little bit. Russian wheat prices fell for a second consecutive week. You've really got kind of a correction uh, going on here in the wheat market. We've seen the futures market uh, fall off sharply. Here's Kansas City wheat. Uh, Kansas City wheat and Chicago wheat also have both lost uh, more than a dollar per bushel from their November high through last week's low. A little bit of a recovery here from, from those lows last week. But you've seen a substantial downside correction. There, there are some news items out there that are certainly worth following. The situation with Russia and the Ukraine and military tensions remains an issue. Uh, reports early this week suggesting that Russia is moving more artillery and surface missiles via rail to the Ukraine border. So I don't think the tensions there are going away. It's not something that's helped to support the wheat market, but certainly something that could support the wheat market uh, down the road, depending on what happens. Uh, remember, tomorrow is last trading day for December grain futures. If you have any remaining open positions there, make sure you take a look. Not much in terms of cash cattle last week, kind of 140 was where uh, the bulk of the trade was, not any big volumes. Uh, the box beef market was mixed on Friday, so kind of a slow deal there. In the uh, outside markets this morning, the stock market's actually strong. You know, we've got all these reports regarding this new COVID variant uh, spreading rapidly, yet the S&P is within an earshot of all-time highs here. Uh, the S&P's up 10, the Dow's up 22 points, the uh, U.S. dollar's a little bit higher. Bonds up a little bit, gold's up five bucks, crude oil is down 65 cents in the January WTI contract, uh, $71 even last trade. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.